Hello and welcome to episode 13 of 365 Talks Social Media. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about reach first engagement and what's really best on social media. This has come from a really interesting conversation that I've had both with another agency that we work very close with on a client and then also our Facebook manager that we have spoken to about this. And this is something that we have always looked into the whole time that we've existed as an agency because Reach and engagement are typically the two metrics that people are most interested in receiving in terms of the results. And so for me, I thought I would just break down what the two are, what the two mean for your business in order to help you understand which direction you should definitely be going in terms of your business objectives and ultimately what you want to achieve from your social media strategy. So with that said, let's dive straight into it. As always, if you've been enjoying our podcast, please do leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It means ever so much. And if there's any other conversations that you want us to have on here, then do just reach out to us either on our socials or our email address, which is always linked in the description of the podcast. So from a very, very plain perspective, let's let me just break down what reach and engagement mean to you. So reach is the total number of people who see your content on social media. Then engagement is who of those people engage and interact with your content. So reach is typically normally a higher number because it's the people in front of you. Then engagement is normally a smaller number but it's the people that are almost qualified as the quality audience. So there's quality and quantity. So quality would be the engagement and quantity would be the reach if you want to look at it in a very black and white way. And most social media metrics boil down to either reach or engagement. As with all advertising and marketing, the metrics to gauge success depends on what you want to accomplish. If you're trying to grow your fan base or get a post seen, reach may be the metric for you. However, if you're trying to build a relationship with customers, build brand loyalty or measure purchase intent, you should pay attention to engagement metrics. So let's break down the two a little more to help understand the core differences. Because we often get people that ask us or tell us that reach is the most important thing that they want to reach and they want to just get their content in front of the most amount of people because you don't know what they then go off and do outside of social media, which is definitely true, but there are loads of ways that you can kind of measure that success, which is what I'm going to talk about a little bit further on, but there's definitely ways that you can measure real world engagement from social media posts, and so that's why there are so many differences between the two, and it's really important which objective you choose, because it could be the difference between someone just looking at what you're doing and someone then engaging as well. So reach is a good indicator of how well you are getting your product or business name out there and into people's news feeds. But with today's oversaturation of information, is reach enough? Just because a consumer saw your post on their newsfeed, it doesn't necessarily aid in brand recall, purchase intent or indicate that you have a relationship with your customers. If you're a new business, this may be a good metric to measure success because you first have to grow your fan base and capture attention in order to build a relationship. Lucy summed it up perfectly in one of our first episodes when we chatted about online community management, but think of it as a real-world shop situation. Reach is the amount of people that walk past your shop, look up and look at it, but will continue going on. Because in a high street, there's so many different shops, and if they're looking up and looking at each one, are they going to remember yours 
over another one. That's what you have to remember. Engagement is then those people that walk past your shop, look up and think, hmm, I'm going to go in, I'm going to investigate, or I'm going to go in to speak to someone. So they may come into your shop and look at your product or speak to a member of the team to find out more information. Not necessarily buy at that time, but they have an interaction, which in the real world setting is exactly the same as on social media. So that's the difference between reaching people and then engaging with people. Engagement metrics indicate interactions beyond just simply views. Facebook defines engagement as including all clicks, not only comments, likes and shares. It's important to understand that because your post has a high reach, it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily have a high engagement. So this is one of those things that when, for example, someone does a viral tweet or something, their reach will be huge because they've reached so many people but their engagement is always gonna be lower because they've reached that amount of people. Engagement is something, again, when I spoke about buying fake followers or not buying fake followers, is that engagement rate is something that brands are very interested from an influencer perspective, but it's also an indication of a loyal audience. So the higher your engagement rate, the better quality your community is, and ultimately the more you're gonna find out about them. But how do you increase your engagement rate? It really depends on how compelling your post is and how it resonates with your target audience. The more people engage with your post and create stories, the more likely the post will appear in a consumer's newsfeed and be viewed by their friends as well. Posts with highly engaged users are more likely to indicate a consumer's intent to purchase or loyalty. Engagement on a post means that consumer is leaning in and willing to take the time to share their connection with your product or your business. According to a study, many consumers trust their peers' opinions over experts. So you can generate more credibility for your products or businesses if your posts are liked, shared or commented by your fans. Thus, for most businesses, to measure the success of your post, you should concentrate on metrics that indicate engagement rather than reach. So where we've talking about before the way in which Facebook rewards engagement, this means that, for example, if I one of my friends on my Facebook feed liked or commented on a brand's post, I'm likely to see that because they've commented on it and Facebook believes based on the algorithm they've built that because my friend has liked this and we have this in common, I'm likely to also like it. So they show it to you in the hope that you'll engage more in terms of their social network, but it's such a smart way of them identifying interests that most likely it is relevant. So reach just isn't the people that you can, for example, promote your post to. There is still a degree of reach that comes with engagement. And so that's why engagement is so much more complex than just the likes on a page. As I've said then, it's the likes, the shares on Instagram, and the saves on Instagram as well. That's something that they're really rewarding people on having as well. So the just sharing it, people then posting a photo to their story counts as engagement as well. So it's this huge kind of field of doing more than just looking. As soon as someone clicks, even on Facebook, if there's like a see more option, that'll also count as engagement because it's classing it as someone wants to know more and they're not just scrolling past. And if you scroll past, for example, 20 brands messages on Facebook on your personal Facebook, they're going to count each one as that as a reach, but chances are you're probably just scrolling with no intent to really read. So again, it's really interesting to find out why so many people focus on reach when the value just isn't as high. 
So what can you do to get more engagement on your posts? And this is probably more specific to smaller businesses that are really trying to build their online community and understanding, but I thought I'd just share some as well because it's really important to know how to get started. And I think when you have a smaller Facebook page, it's more daunting and you almost wanna go for reach because reach is a higher number and it looks so much more impressive. And it's definitely something that I've questioned other agencies when they've worked on clients' content and they're focused on reach so much. It's like, that's a great, you know, if you put it in a report, that sounds amazing. You know, you've hit like millions of people, but out of those millions of people who have then converted, and it's just those conversations that you really wanna have, especially if you're a business now, potentially looking at hiring an agency to help you out to get an extra pair of hands, um, or you're just looking to create your own strategy yourself, but you're just a bit unsure on where to start. So the first recommendation I would say is create content with your customer and not your business in mind. So what's most important to them and what would they like to share? So you can do some market research, you can find out what's doing well on your competitors' pages, and you can just do a bit of a content analysis in terms of the industry you're in at the moment, what is getting most engagement, and you can also mix it up. I would recommend not just focusing on business and your product, but also doing things, for example, polls on Instagram, getting people to vote on their favorite flavors of something if you have like a multitude of different flavors of a specific product or designs or colors or something like that that really gets people feel like they're involved in terms of your business. Next one, which kind of links to that is ask questions or ask for feedback, but there's definitely ways that you can ask kind of questions and on Instagram, on like stories, for example, you can add like a question box or a poll and just get really people clicking. And the more that you use, for example, let's just talk about Instagram now, the more you use the Instagram specific features. So if you go into their stories, there's loads of different options you can do. So like a boomerang or their layouts, or you can use their polls or their stickers or their gifts. Anytime that an audience member engages with an Instagram specific feature, they reward you in terms of helping you reach more people because you're using basically their tools and they reward people that use that, which if you didn't know, is definitely something worthwhile, especially if you are trying to really kind of reach out to more people in an industry that is quite saturated or you're trying to build a new community. So then the next thing comes to include images that connects to your consumer. So this is really important in terms of engaging people. So you don't want to just have strictly branded, boring corporate imagery. I know I don't engage with that and I'm someone that works in social media so I feel like I kind of can look at things slightly differently. Think of how you interact on social media. If someone that has got a very corporate looking image, you're not gonna engage with it. Even if it's not about their specific business or branding, you're still not gonna really connect to that image because it's businessy and it's not in touch. Whereas this is where getting user-generated content works so, so well on social media because you're then able to kind of shout out someone that's visited your business, which encourages other people to take photos when they visit you or using your products or receive a product or whatever is relevant to your business specifically. It showcases imagery that resonates with people very, very easily. So I am, for example, more likely to engage on a post if someone has gone out to a restaurant when restaurants can open again, of someone that has got a burger, for example. I'm more likely to engage with the brand's post sharing a user-generated picture of what the burger looks like, someone's plate, they've just shared it, where well, hey, um, instead of like a studio lit 
photo that doesn't necessarily always look too real. Um, and I think that that's something that you just need to bear in mind. And it's also great because you're building that community, you're building those fans by using their imagery. And they're also more likely to take more images for you. So, so, so great. And just make sure that you're asking permission before you use them as well. And then you can incorporate a degree of branding on those posts, but not always in an advertising way. So for example, you could just have like a stamp that you add to every image that just kind of relates it back to your brand. Um, or you could add like a colored border or something like that. It could be really simple. It doesn't need to be like a very detailed corporate looking template that every image is dragged into because that's probably going to have the reverse effect of what you want it to do. Another great way to, especially if you've got a small community, is reward participation and engagement on your posts. So for example, you could do like top fan days where you celebrate the top fans or I know for example in my area there's a really small business that every week they will send some all of their top fans like a specific thing um, to say thank you for their support and that has really encouraged a lot of people to like engage on every single post they put out because they don't want to miss that opportunity to win the thing for the week and so that's a really really great way to increase the quality keep people interested they're not going to want that free thing if they don't have that love for your brand because it's quite a lot to do in order to kind of participate and actually win that prize but for those people that genuinely love your brand and want to do it that's a great way to reward them because you're getting that engagement on Facebook which is really difficult to get you're rewarding them and then they're feeling incredibly valued just because they're engaging on your posts and again in a real world setting you're going to see them come into your business or you're going to be able to see the fact that they go on your website and buy products and the more someone feels valued, the more they're going to buy. It's literally as black and white as that. And then the last thing as well, and this is really important, is track the people who like your page metric to see if your content is relevant to your target audience. So this is where, when I spoke about the buying fake followers and not why not to do it, is because it really jambles up your metrics. So this is like gold dust. And the people that like your page will give you an indication of who's following you, what your demographic is online. So it might be that in real life, you're an 18 to 30s female dominated business, but online it might shift slightly. So it might be that actually you're engaging more 25 to 40. And what does that mean for your content and your page? Does that mean that you need to adapt things slightly to make sure that it's relevant to those older audiences so you don't exclude them? This is just so, so important when it comes to deciding what you are posting, how you're putting things together, and the way in which you're talking to your customers. You don't wanna be using like slang and informal commentary if the majority of your audience is older. So that is why it's so important to just make sure that every month you clock into those metrics and you just take a look at who's liking your page. Is it following a similar pattern? Is the content that you're planning still relevant? And how can you make sure that all of those members of those audience feel valued? And that just means that you can make sure that you encourage that engagement even further and the people that engage with your page, again, they're more likely to like your page and want to engage further later on down the line. And if people like posts on your Facebook page, you can also then invite them to like your page. Don't do that too often because it can appear spammy, but it definitely is something worth doing.
Now jumping it back to reach, reach is great if you want to keep seeing that increase in terms of the page likes hopefully, however engagement is what is valuable to create brand loyalty, return on investment and word of mouth recommendation. Another way to understand which objective works best for you and your business is using trackable links. So this means that you're able to identify the behavior of your audiences if they click a link and go onto your website how valuable are they to you are they just clicking on there to find out more information to find a contact number or are they going on there to actually buy a product obviously if you're e-commerce that's specifically important and something that you should definitely be doing but if you offer any kind of value on your website so say for example you're you're an events venue and you sell tickets to specific events you want to understand where all of your traffic is coming from and using it on social media is so important. So this is once again something we've done across all of the industries we work with including hospitality, e-commerce, non-profit and events to name a few and it's always been engagement in terms of the objective that has performed better for website traffic and website revenue because with more engagement comes more consumer value and if you're going to provide an attentive experience in your physical business you want to make sure you do the exact same online providing a synergy experience where customers know they do feel special and are therefore more likely to buy from you again and again because there's that brand value which is something we talk so much about but it's something that you definitely want to encourage online just as much as you do in a physical way so if you're a hospitality client you most likely have someone that does a table check and you make sure that the customers are happy with their food and you are so attentive when they're actually in your business you want to make sure that you are online as well so that's kind of my analysis of the two different objectives obviously it's very clear that I think engagement is so important and for me it's just the future I think it's very outdated for people to focus so much on reach unless it's in very specific circumstances so you could do reach objectives where you have a specific post that you just want to get in front of as many people as possible and you're not too bothered about the engagement that should be on a very minimal basis and you should definitely focus on engagement in terms of that community that we talk so much about because engagement is just so much more likely to materialize in a real world setting i think the sentence about oversaturation on social media is probably the main takeaway from today's podcast is that there's so many brands online from small businesses independent businesses to large brands everyone has a Facebook account. Everyone is trying to get in front of their customers. So reach is so competitive. And as a small business, say for example, just because I have it in front of me, a birthday card. If you are a small business that makes birthday cards, Moonpig, for example, are way more likely to reach more people because they have more budget behind them. This is why having an online community and making sure that your fans feel valued means that it's going to materialise into word of mouth marketing too. And that, I think everyone will mainly agree that word of mouth marketing is probably the most strong marketing form you can achieve because someone is more likely to listen to a friend or a relative than they are to a business. And so making sure that a pool of people feel extremely valued, you will then notice that that pool increases and increases and increases. And you can do so many things to make them feel more valued in that process. So rewarding top fans, you can do the competitions as we've spoken about in previous episodes, making sure that you're replying to every comment that someone puts on your post because it's just no good if someone is taking the time out of their day to engage with your business if you're not responding to that comment your competitor let's say Moonpig again 
probably will be because they've got a bit of a team and they've got a process so make sure that you don't get lost to those big brands and it can seem daunting as a small business because it feels like it's just a minefield but just making sure that you're there to talk to people are happy to go back and you've got that conversation you're happy to answer questions you'll be so surprised on just how much engagement can materialize into real world profit so i hope that this has kind of been insightful in terms of reach versus engagement and which is best for your social media strategy of course for me please do just concentrate on engagement. Make sure that you are engaging with your community as much as possible and making them feel valued and you will reap the rewards, I promise you. So if you've enjoyed today's podcast, please do let us know and I will be back super soon with another topic. So if there's any topic you'd like me to discuss, please do send them through. Otherwise, I will see you guys soon. Cheers, guys. Bye.